This is Remember the Prisoner, the Freedom Initiative Podcast. Come with us to discover how alive and interactive God is. Tie yourself to eternal purpose. Bring King Jesus' kingdom to earth and equip yourself with the two most powerful weapons given to man, his word and prayer. And now here is your host. Hello, my brothers and sisters. I am your host, Riley Sheets. I got to tell you, as I've been preparing for this episode, I've, I've been hit with a greater sense of how much I need you and how much we as Christ's body need you. See, I know you guys are in a situation and there is a sense of being set aside or set apart from the rest of us here. And the Bible uses a word for this, and it's a very important word. We're called to live this way, and yet with the crazy of life, the comforts of our culture, it can be difficult. And I am talking about the word sanctified. It's one of those Christianese words, sanctified. It, it means to be set apart for a purpose. And I feel that you guys, many of you, can relate to that, that feeling of being set aside or set apart from us. And an underlying desire in my heart is to create the opportunity to redeem to the fullest the time that you are set apart. I want to propose that the purpose for your time that you're set apart in prison, in jail, your time set apart that, that God's purpose is a different purpose than you would come up with or that a judge or a family member or anyone else. And my desire is that we can grow together in the two strongest weapons that King Jesus has given us, prayer and his word. So we covet your prayers here. And yet we also have a strong desire to be praying for you and with you too. It's an ability for us to step outside of the comforts of culture or the crazy of life and dedicate a disciplined life to this, to prayer together with the global body. And you guys are a part of that body and one who can be set up on the other side of your time, set apart to be a very strong warrior in Christ. And before I keep going, I want to give a shout out to Michael Etchison out of Missouri Northeast Correctional Center. I'm praying for you and and through the list that Jack forwarded to me. I have your information here and my team at CDM. It's a small crew, but man, they work so hard. Uh, We're putting together different strategies, ways to connect meaningfully and effectively uh, with people like you who have hearts like yours, Michael. And so I just want to say, sit tight. We'll be in touch before long, Michael. And, uh, and speaking of CDM, that stands for Contagious Disciple Making. That's the crew I roll with, and that's why this podcast is coming to you. Uh, everything that CDM does revolves around working to see the kingdom of heaven come to earth. Uh, the primary method of evangelism for CDM is what we call discovery evangelism. And essentially, discovery evangelism is creating space for people to discover who God is for themselves in his word. And we call that a a discovery Bible study, Uh, the idea of discovering God. 
through the word. And our prayer focus here coming up uh, is one of our international members at CDM. And so I wanted to throw that out there, DBS, Discovery Bible Study. So when uh, Tim talks about this, uh, you're not taken off. What is a DBS? It's the way that we evangelize or the way we facilitate people being in a situation where the Holy Spirit and God through his word can evangelize to them in the way that they need uh, to discover God. And so this process of discovering God, that is how he revealed himself to me. So I love this discovery Bible study. I had a sincere desire to seek him, to know him, and really to have my life reflect his teachings from the Bible. And he has empowered me to change my life in a very real way and live a life worthy of being called his son, worthy of his name. He has saved me and he will continue to lead me down the path of salvation. Praise the Lord. Guys, speaking of of Tim, I got him here with us. And before I do any introducing, I'm just going to let Tim roll. Tim, uh... Go ahead, tell us a little bit about yourself, about your ministry, what's going on, where you're at. Well, my name is uh, my name is Tim, and I, I work in Guinea in West Africa, which is on kind of the southern part of that hump that sticks out, where Africa sticks out to the west, and the kind of bottom edge of the western part of that. That's where Guinea is. And uh, Guinea is, is right next to a, it's a French-speaking country. But it's surrounded by several English-speaking countries like Liberia and Sierra Leone and the Gambia. And uh, it's a Muslim Muslim country. It's like 90% Islamic. And uh, so there, there are some Christians, but, it, but it's a smaller amount. So we have a, we have a church there that's uh, in the area where I'm at, we're working with the Manica people. Christian missions have been among the Manica people for over a hundred years. And there's very little less than 99% of them are still, are still Muslim. And there hasn't been much breakthrough. And uh, the, the church I work with is very small little group, a couple of several families and a couple of single people. And they're from, and most of them are not native to the area. Most of them are from English speaking countries. As a matter of fact, from, Liberia, Sierra Leone, and Ghana. We have a few couple that, that are native Manica speakers, but the rest have come into the area. So uh, that's one thing I would, I would one prayer request kind of is to, to be with that church because they've undergone a lot of pressure since we started, when we started the disciple making movement here, they, they have gone through some really difficult times as well as my family and things. We've had, we've had deaths, we've had suffering, nothing overtly from the Muslims, but just sicknesses and problems that you wouldn't have expected all together. So uh, pray for those people. Yeah, it sounds like one of the greatest things that we could do is pray for protection over the work that's going on. It seems like there's a, a deliberate spiritual attack to keep people from getting in these groups where God can begin to work with their hearts and, and reveal himself to them. How else can we pray for you, Tim? Okay. 
Recently, there's been a big change, though. There was a gold rush in our area that brought in people from all over, tons of them, and it brought in other churches, which is which was cool. They brought in a lot of Christians, so the churches followed all these people coming in to, to hunt the gold, and the churches followed their members in, and now we have quite a few churches and some big, strong churches but they are all focused on their own language people. They're the people who speak their language and do their things. They come in saying that they want to reach the Muslims, but up till now, they've put very little effort into reaching the Muslims, and we're trying to get them involved in the discovery of the Bible studies mm -hmm. and in CDM and, in, and, dis and disciple-making movements. And up until now, there has been a lot of interest. So another of my prayer requests is for the other churches in, in this area to get interested, because if they will grab a hold of this and start reaching out, we can do a whole lot more, reach a lot more people a lot quicker if we have a lot more people doing Discovery Bible studies. So, uh, so that's something we're interested in. We have, we have gotten a number of Discovery Bible study groups started with these Muslims. So that would be my third point. Pray for those discovery Bible study groups with, uh, with that we have going with the Muslims. Now we have one interesting thing that's happening here. We've gone through some discovery Bible studies with Muslims who have come through. And those Muslims, they have agreed to start discovery Bible studies. They are leading discovery Bible studies of their own. We have about five Muslims now who are leading discovery Bible studies of their own. Now, that is uh, not what's supposed to happen, really, because they're supposed to go through discovery studies and become Christians. And then they no start kidding. their own, you know, start their own group as Christians. But so far, nobody's become a Christian. But these Muslims are continuing and they're, they like what they heard. They're teaching the Old Testament and the New Testament to, to other Muslims. That is incredible. Muslims leading other Muslims to discover God in the Bible, uh, even though they're not believers, that's like, that is the prime position that we're fighting for, is for them to be in his word. And so how can we pray for them? Pray for them to, to become Christians and to, and, and, and pray for their protection. Cause you know, Satan's got to have a mark on them. You know, Satan's got to have a target on these guys. Cause if he can screw them up, he can cause a lot of problems. So, uh, Pray for our guys who are, who are Christians and who are Muslims and are continuing to teach the Bible. They, they know it as the Torah, as the Old Testament, and the Injil as the New Testament. And so they're teaching Torah and Injil to other Muslims. So we pray for that. Now, another big thing I pray, I ask for prayers is for dreams and visions. Dreams mean a lot to the people here. And dreams are happening all over the world. I mean, Tom Doyle wrote a book called Dreams and Visions. Is Jesus trying to awaken the Muslim world or something like that? The whole book is full of all these dreams and visions that people are having. Muslims without contact with Christians and coming to coming to Jesus. So we, we really want prayers for dreams and visions in this area. It will make an incredible difference and it will open things up. And of course, the last thing is that really pray for movement. I mean, we've got thousands and thousands and tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of Manica Muslims, and they don't know Christ. And if we get a movement rolling here, 
I really believe if they, if the Manica people ever get to the point where they believe that maybe a Manica person can become a Christian, then I think a movement will take off. They don't believe they can be Christians. They're, they're Manica. Manicas are Muslims. That's it. That's, that's the fact. We just want to pray that movement will start rolling here because once it starts, I think it'll go, incredible things will happen. Tim, let's pray here. And I know you had a nice celebration with the Muslims leading the other Muslims, but let's ask after this if you have any other celebrations. God, we lift up Tim, his ministry in Guinea. I ask that these Muslims who are leading their own Discovery Bible studies, God, that they would, in fact, discover you. We ask that you would be gracious in revealing yourself and your son, Lord, uh, to these Muslims. Do it at your discretion, Lord. Um, as Tim was saying, dreams, visions, they're so important to the people there, God. So you know how to love people according to their hearts and draw and woo them like you did me, uh, according to my heart, God. So I ask that you would be so merciful and gracious to the, these Muslims uh, that you would open up yourself the way that they need to know you, to see you. And I ask during their study times that the convictions would be Holy Spirit inspired and not just uh, something that they think is a good idea, but but the thing that's going to draw them closer to you and cause them to fear you with obedience, Lord. Uh, we ask that these other churches in the area, God, that they would get inspired about a, a method of you revealing yourself to people, God, and that you would get glory from it, Lord, and that these churches would be inspired by ministry going out and not coming in. Um, Lord, we ask for those churches to be outreaching and not in reaching to their own four walls, but outreaching into the communities. Uh, Lord, we pray for movement among those people. We pray for the people who who think that it's a nice mental exercise or a nice philosophy to, to dabble with, but don't actually think that they could one day serve the living and true God. Lord, would you change their hearts, change their eyes, open their eyes, uh, and open their ears. Um, Lord, we pray for the women who are experiencing uh, the Spirit of God on them, who are experiencing the Holy Spirit fire in their life and, and in their expression of learning about you, knowing you, and obeying you, and loving you, ultimately, God. We ask that you would be continually uh, stoking that fire and give them opportunities, things to celebrate just things that will build community among those women, God, that they would be strong and vibrant in Jesus' name. Tim, do you have any other celebrations? A big celebration, too, is the the women in our church were kind of stagnant at first, but my wife has been leading them through Discovery Bible Studies, and the women have suddenly caught fire. They've, they've gotten their... They haven't started a Bible uh, their own Discovery Bible study yet, but they are really looking to do that now, and that's really exciting. That's amazing. Yeah, I'm, I'm reminded of the scripture where the women are the first to see Jesus, and they go back, and they're on fire, and they're trying to tell him, no, we've seen him raised. Uh, just the zeal coming from uh, the women, and, and a lot of times that, I mean, women are powerful, man. So <laughs> that could, uh, we ask God that that would 
uh, be a catalyst for movement there and for spreading your fire. Uh, Tim, if there's nothing else, I'm going to let you go. Thank you for joining us, Tim. And I know I'll see you tomorrow morning at the prayer session. Okay, we'll see you then. All right, bye-bye. All right, guys, now it's that time of the show when I pull in my friends. I've got myself, Paul, Travis, Michael, Aaron, and Rebecca today, and we are going to pass the mic around. We're going to say our names, where we're from, and our favorite Thanksgiving Day food. All right, my name's Riley. I'm in Iowa, and I am particularly fond of stuffing. It's got to be homemade, though. I don't want that stovetop stuff. But All right, Paul, tell us. So uh, I'm Paul Watson. I currently live in Beaverton, Oregon, although I am from Texas. And uh, my my favorite Thanksgiving food, I'm going back and forth between two. My family has a traditional, you know, what we would call dressing that we like to make. But then I just love that big old turkey leg. Mm. You know, just give me the mm. leg. I'm going to eat it like a like an old fashioned Renaissance <laughs> king. You know, that's what I want. Travis. I love that picture. Um, yeah, my name is Travis. I'm from Iowa. I live in Atlanta, Georgia. And yeah, honestly, I'm, I'm pretty similar. I want that dark meat from the mm -hmm. turkey. I don't, I don't want none of this dry white meat. I'm trying to have the dark. It's juicy. It's tender. Um, but then also big fan of mashed potatoes. Big fan of mashed Solid. potatoes. Solid. The things that just put you right in a coma, huh? Mm. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Paul, real quick, do you uh, do you have a Renaissance crown that you wear during Thanksgiving? I don't have I don't have a Renaissance crown that I wear during Thanksgiving. Although that's a great idea. I do have a tri-cornered hat that I wear during the Fourth of July. So uh, I like to run around my neighborhood with fire yeah. fireworks, declaring the British are coming. The British are coming. I think that's you need to wear it. You need to wear it for Thanksgiving. That's what the founding fathers would want. See, okay, yeah. now I have a reason. Thank you guys. Thank you. I like that better than uh, Michael Dorsett's Burger King crown. Michael, can you tell us? <laughs> I'm just playing. Michael, tell us about you. Uh, my name is Michael Dorsett. I live in Liberty, Texas, um, which is just outside of Houston. Um, my favorite Thanksgiving dish is gumbo. Gumbo. Ooh. That's a Thanksgiving dish? Well, it is at our house. I mean, we oh, never did, we don't hardly ever do the traditional dinner. So. Oh, okay. You're close to Louisiana over there, huh? Pretty close. Pretty close. Nice. Pretty close. Yep. Hour, nice. hour and 10 minutes from the border. Awesome. Wow. 15 minutes. Beck, let's hear about you. What do you like for Thanksgiving? Well, uh, I'm Beck. I'm from South Carolina. And I was always a huge mac and cheese fan. Um, mm. My aunt made this crock pot mac and cheese with like pounds and pounds of various different kinds of cheese in it. And it was pretty delish. So I tell you, that give me some really creamy mac and cheese. That would be awesome. Yeah. Uh, my wife loves the mac and cheese too. Uh, Aaron, tell us about, tell introduce yourself to us. Yeah, thanks, Riley. My name's Aaron, uh, California boy. So grew up in the Bay Area, but live in San Diego now. Um, still learning what gumbo is and all this other exotic food. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I love stuffing, uh, like Riley. Uh, homemade mm. is just amazing with the gizzards and put all that stuff in it. 
And Mm -hmm. my sister-in-law, she's from Tennessee. She recently introduced me to an oyster stuffing, which may not sound good, but it is bomb once you try it out. So Mm. yeah, that's what I got. That sounds yummy. Wow, wow. Oyster stuffing in a Thanksgiving turkey? No, it's a side dish, so you don't put it in. Okay. <laughs> I would I would okay. save room for the deviled eggs. I don't know if I – I mean, I would – I guess I might try a bite. We call those angel eggs. Angel yeah. eggs. <laughs> That's – Watch out. <laughs> all right, all right. Moving on, guys. We wanted to – You know, I tell you, you know, those charismatics, they believe literally everything out of your mouth is truth. So, hey, therefore, it can't be called devil's eggs, man. Angel's eggs. Woe to those who call deviled eggs angels and angel food cake devils. <laughs> this is so – okay. I love you guys. It's fun being here and praying with you. I tell you. Oh, but before we do get into the prayer, I want to get into celebrations. Uh um, I know Aaron, he, he stopped us before the meeting and he said that a couple of the guys who we are going to be praying for already have some celebrations on their heart. Aaron, do you want to tell us about that? Sure. Yeah, we're praying for one of the guys, uh, Justin from uh, Donovan. In, in his request, he said he's getting out soon. Well, the celebration is he's out. He's a uh, parole to Fresno. And so that's a huge... <laughs> Um, huge celebration. So Lord knows he still needs a lot of prayer. So we're going to continue that. Um, there you go, Mike. And, uh, <laughs> also Marcel, another one who we're praying for, he, um, recently committed to become a, a leader on the inside as far as wanting to uh, teach DBSs and all that. And so we're just excited for that step of faith that he's taken. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, awesome. that's awesome. Yeah, guys, here. Turkey here, gobbler here. makes some noise Hold there. on, Paul. <laughs> oh I was gosh. just about to say. <laughs> so so for those oh. of you who don't know, at CDM, we like to make a joyful noise. And so we've got, like, turkey gobblers and hand, hand clappers and all sorts of things that go off when we do celebrations. Riley here has apparently decided to add a light show to his uh, – to his whole process of celebrating. So he's got lights going on and I, now I'm jealous, Riley. I'm definitely going to have to get one of those. We have, uh, we love to have dance parties with the kids and um, we recently invested in a disco light bulb. And so it just plugs right in and it just spins all nice. Um, but yeah, okay. I got a celebration too for y'all. My buddy, Patrick, he has been through the ringer with, I mean, abusive like verbally abusive parents and just finds themselves in the craziest situations and uh he started isolating about a year ago and then uh about a month ago calls me out of the blue and his life's just on the brink and he's not doing well and uh, he was getting physically abused by a girlfriend and she was trying to call the cops on him and they ended up taking her away it's a lot of information guys but uh uh, he had bruises and scratches, so they took her away. And so I, I told him that reminds me of a, a scripture that the plans, those who devise uh, a trap for someone to fall in, fall in it themselves. And so I got to just continually put him back to scripture and and um, in, in a few different ways. But anyway, he called me yesterday on cloud nine because 
um, he was getting kicked out and he he learned about this legal process and now he has a time extension. He's uh, looking to get a job. So <clears throat> um, he, he and his girlfriend worked at the same place and so he can't work there anymore. And so he's getting a new job. He's got his place. And, and this was all on the heels of tomorrow he will be homeless. Um, and then everything on that last day shifted. So I was just there trying to keep him Wow. Holding on to God, holding on to his goodness, and and the Lord came through. So we got to celebrate Patrick, y'all. Get that turkey gobbler. <laughs> uh, does anyone else have any celebrations? I've got a couple of quick celebrations. One is uh, my mom earlier this year, her iron levels in her blood were ridiculously high, and they weren't really sure what was going on. And trying to figure out what to do and tried a couple of treatments, didn't really do anything. But then uh, my friends and I started praying for her. And a few weeks into praying, I just heard back that her blood levels are all completely normal. The doctors do not know why. There's no explanation except God has answered our prayers. So that is number one. And that is an awesome answer to prayer. Um, number two, there's a prayer ministry that I've been involved with here in Atlanta. And um, this year they started doing outreach once a week. Um, and uh, just recently they started doing every single day. They have a couple hours in the prayer room and then going out and talking to their neighbors in their community. Mm -hmm. And they have, it's been like once a week uh, during that time that someone has gotten saved, baptized, and even uh, had a miraculous healing just last week. Um, so that is just really sweet to see the great commandment leading to the great commission and the disciples are actually getting made. Yeah. I love those stories where it's awesome. like, yeah, it's like uh, only God can uh, get the credit, like with the blood levels or like a miraculous healing. That was the thing mm -hmm. that got me uh, curious that God was, uh, I was like, God, are you alive? Are you active? And uh, then he was faithful to reveal himself. So let's celebrate your mom and that prayer ministry. Go God, go God. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I have one. Yeah, please. I have one. Uh, so <clears throat> this is something that um, Jack McCarty sent us uh, to the group. Uh, and I want to make sure that it's come out as a celebration is that um, Dennis, a person that used to work with Jack over the Clements unit, he was transferred over to the Alfred unit and he actually managed to start a discovery Bible study with six men and they just started over the past couple weeks. And so uh, we're so excited for him. This is exactly what we want to see the freedom initiative where we empower prisoners to be able to do this wherever they go next and to be able to multiply. So I think that's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Make some noise. That's what I like to call the yay pray. Thank you, God. And we ask that you would uh, in show yourself and uncover, discover yourself to those guys studying you. All right, guys, we're going to dive into your prayers here. All right, who do we got first? Who's going to pray first today? Aaron, how about you? So this prayer request is coming from Ruben over in Clements, Texas. And he is asking prayers for his niece, Alyssa, who is using Xanax bars and um, just praying for her to um, just leave the drugs and come to a sober life. So we'll go ahead and pray for her right now. So Father, 
We uh, thank you for Ruben and his heart for his niece, Alyssa, God. And uh, we pray for Alyssa and we pray for anyone else who's also listening, who has family members who are just struggling with um, a substance, God. We pray that um, they would develop just an awful taste in their body for for whatever substance that they're struggling with. For Alyssa, it's Xanax, God. We pray that you would um, protect her from just um, anything that might be laced with fentanyl that could kill her, God. We pray that um, your hand, your loving hand, Lord, would um, let her know that there's a better way, that there is a better option, that whatever she's chasing um, after, Lord, and these other things, that um, they are met in you, that she could find them in you, Lord, that um, you would just fill her cup so that um, all other things would just fade away. And so we just thank you for this opportunity to lift up your daughter, Alyssa, to you. Um, continue to have mercy and pour out your grace in her life. In Jesus' name, amen. Yeah, Father, I know this situation. I had a family member, you know, and, and the prayers that went for them, Lord, I just I feel for uh, Reuben's niece, Alyssa, God. We speak against a spirit of suicide talking to her when she's on it. We speak against the way that... You can just coast and not remember what's going on, how you can live days in just a dream state and not remember it all, God. We ask that that you would protect her from those things, Father. And I ask that she would come to her senses and be put in a situation where she could get sober enough to see clearly and then be able to weigh what's going on in her life, Lord. Would you grant her that opportunity in Jesus' name? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Yeah, God, and we pray for that. Uh, you know, one of the one of the desires of my heart is as as you come and inhabit people and rescue them out of addiction. That God, that that would that your you would flow through that entire network, and that mm. we wouldn't just see like Alyssa come to know you and mm. free from from the control of drugs, but we'd also see anyone who is giving her the drugs come to know you and be free from the drugs. Mm. We want to pray for the dealer, and that the dealer would come to know you and be free from the drugs. God, I pray for the yeah. entire network to be shut down, not because necessarily that they were arrested and incarcerated, but because that they were arrested by a love for Jesus Christ that overcome any desire that they had to um, have illicit money and success and stuff like that, that you would give them the true treasure, which is you and your kingdom, God. Uh, when we pray for one person to come to know you, God, we understand that we're praying for families. We're praying mm-hmm. for communities. Yeah. We're praying for this nation to become what you and created it to become. And we want that to begin with Alyssa. And may Reuben be the guy that can lead uh, her in a discovery Bible study, help mm-hmm. her fall in love with Jesus. And that would cascade through the entire network. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Paul, can we move on to your prayer request? All right, all right. So we already celebrated Justin getting out. That's a great thing, but we can also pray for him as he's on parole, that he takes all of those steps that he needs to do in order to reintegrate and not just reintegrate to coast, but reintegrate to make a difference. Mm-hmm. And that's what we are, we're all about here at the Freedom mm-hmm. Initiative and Contagious Disciple Making. Mm-hmm. And then Justin's also asked us to pray for his his mother, Rebecca's salvation. Mm-hmm. And that, man, that's a huge thing for a son to have a heart for his mom. And I pray that that, that, that can happen as well. So let's just jump on in and start praying. God, I 
I want to praise your name that Justin has fulfilled his debt to society and he is now free. Yeah, you, you freed him a long time ago in spirit, God. You freed him a long time ago in spirit. And he's been instrumental in mobilizing prayer and leading people to you inside of Donovan for a long time. And I pray, God, that that would be something that he carries with him. And now he would do it even more that his body is now liberated, that he would be one of those guys that's going back and changing the destinies of his family through the power of Jesus Christ, through the power of the Holy Spirit. We pray that you would give him his mother as a as his inheritance in heaven, that he would have the pleasure of being able to baptize his mom one day and being able to read the Bible with his mom one day and being able to see his entire family become Christ followers and world changers one day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Michael, can I have you read your prayer request? <laughs> yes. Thank you, Jesus. Um, my prayer request is from Juan in the Clements Unit in Texas. Uh, Juan has a few prayer requests. He wants us to pray for um, Lou to overcome bad habits um, and that God would make a way for um, Juan's dad to be able to visit him. The third one is that uh, Rudy would not be moved and lose privileges in prison, so I'm assuming not be moved away from where Juan is in that unit. And then... um, he wants us, lastly, to pray for the new class of the faith-based dormitory for their understanding and success. So let's pray. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Thank you Lord. Father, we lift up uh, Lou to you, Lord. We just come in agreement with Juan and pray over him that he would make good choices, Lord. Father, I pray that he would have wisdom. Lord, not sure if Lou is a believer, but if he is a believer, he has the mind of Christ, Lord, and I pray that he would yield to the moving of the Holy Spirit. I pray that he would turn from the power of Satan to the power of God and that his eyes would be open, Lord, and that he would make choices that are befitting of the righteousness that Christ Jesus has paid for. Yes, God. And Lord, we just want to pray that uh, Juan's dad, uh, whatever uh, obstacles are in the way, I pray that they would be cleared, Lord. I pray that whatever paperwork needs to be done or sent through, the system father will be taken care of that uh, his dad could visit Juan. And I pray for that time, Lord, that it would be encouraging to Juan and to his father, Lord, that, uh, that that would be a relationship there that, um, is, is a godly one, Jesus. And Lord, we pray that Rudy would, would not be moved. It sounds like uh, Juan really wants Rudy around Lord. to, I know what it means to have a, a brother around and to have someone you can, believe with and pray with father so we pray for that situation and that his privileges would not be taken away god i pray lord that you would move on his behalf that rudy would uh be a light and live according to the gospel lord i pray that his eyes would be open to see uh and to follow the leading of the spirit of god and lastly lord we pray over the new class that has come into the faith-based dormitory i pray that the spirit of the living god would would be present and move upon the hearts of the men there, Lord, that understanding would come, Father, just as we see in Ephesians 1, that the eyes of their understanding would be opened, that they would be able to see what is the hope of your calling, Jesus, and that they would follow and pursue you and your commandments and obey your commandments, Lord. And God, I pray that uh, Discovery Bible Studies would start, Lord, and that people would be trained in how to be disciple makers, 
while they're in prison and when they're released and when they re-enter, Lord, that they would come out with a passion, with a fire to serve Jesus Christ and to see their community touched by the kingdom of God. Yeah. Mm -hmm. God, I also pray for the uh, faith-based um, <clears throat> dormitory and those that are going to be learning in there. I just pray, God, that you would have them be able to learn to have a relationship with you where they can be able to really connect with you in prayer and in Bible reading in such a way that that results in obedience. I pray that this would not result just in more knowledge, but in changed behavior and lives and that they would be able to learn to walk with you and to serve you by serving others in the prison and by reaching them. And so, Father, I just pray that you would guide them along the journey of being able to know how to <clears throat> to be able to become the men of God that you have created them to be. For them to do the things that you have created them to do. You have given them a task and a and a and a um, mission field. And I just pray, God, that you would help them to see that and to be able to to uh, take their place in the roles that you've given them. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to pray for Lou to overcome his bad habits, but also I wanted to use this as a little teaching as well. When you guys write into us, if it's not a problem to be a little more specific about this, what is the bad habit? Because we are expectant that God wants to answer our prayers. And so it, the more specific you guys are, for us, when we pray, the more we can see when God has answered our prayers. Lord, we just pray for Lou to be able to overcome that bad habit. Lord, I ask that that it would be brought out of darkness and into the light, that if it's Juan just wanting Lou to overcome it, that he would bring it to his attention. Hey, I'm praying for you to overcome this. Lou, can I help you troubleshoot obedience to God in this way to overcome the, the bad habit? So, Lord, I just ask for grace and mercy over Lou as he and his brother in, uh, Juan uh, link arms in overcoming and coming out as, as victors in the battle of bad habits in Jesus' name. I'm going to I'm going to move on real quick to uh something that we're going to call rapid fire prayer. Guys, we have a lot of prayer requests from you guys, especially out of RJ Donovan. And so I've got a list here, and I'm just going to go through real quick. I'm going to read it and then I'm going to pray a quick 10-second prayer. You guys in the room here, Beck, Paul, Aaron, Michael, Travis, if you want to jump in a 10-second prayer, just raise your hand and I and and then we'll we'll do that quick and move on to the next one. So first off here, uh, we've got Marcel, and these are all in R.J. Donovan, uh, praying for his mom, Lorraine. She has cancer, uh, and, and he wants it dormant and in remission. So, Lord, I, we lift up Lorraine. We say healing. We say healing in Jesus' name. Cancer, leave in Jesus' name. Paul. Yeah, I want to pray for this because my dad is currently battling leukemia and cancer as well. Father God, you have healed my dad from cancer in the past. And so I know that you have the power to heal Lorraine. And I ask God that that just the same way that it happened with my dad, that they would come in and they would take 
look at it and they're going to go, what happened? This wasn't cancerous at all. How in the world did we ever think it was cancer? And we would remember this moment. We would be able to declare you are the king of kings and the Lord of lords. And there is nothing mm -hmm. on this earth that, that does not bow the knee to you. Even cancer must bow the knee to you. And we ask that you would heal Lorraine so that that people would know that you are God yes. and that you are the God who heals. Yes, Lord. Yeah, we have Jake. He is praying for a handful of people, and we want to agree with his prayers. He's praying for Rico. He doesn't know where he is, but he knows he's in the in the prison still. And so, Lord, we lift up Rico. We ask that you would create an opportunity for Rico and Jake to see each other and connect. Jake is praying for Amy. She has COVID. She needs a job, and she needs uh, to be filled with faith, hope, and love. So, Lord, would you touch Amy? Would you heal her body? Would you make sure that she is restored back to full health? Lord, speak to her about a job and, and, and what that will look like, Lord. And we ask for um, you to impart faith, hope, and love, and maybe even people in her life who could impart that to her. Uh, Jake is also praying for MK. He's asking you to be intentional with her heart and for her self-care, Lord. So we ask you to be in intentional with meeting her where she's at, Lord, and make sure that she can slow down a little bit look in the mirror and see the self-care that's going on there in Jesus' name. Yeah, God, I want to pray for MK as well, because I have a I have a daughter myself who struggles in a lot of different ways with anxiety, with depression, uh, with schizophrenia. So I understand that that this whole self-care thing is a big deal and that uh, often you feel like you're stuck on a rat race. And so, God, I just I lift up MK to you. I ask, Father God, that if she doesn't know you, that she would come yes. into a relationship with you because you are the one who brings peace. You are the one who quiets the voices in the head. You're the one who brings healing. You're the one who brings freedom. You're the one who can actually put MK on a path of being a different person, yes. the person that you created her to be, that you imagined her to be in the womb. And I ask God for her that she would discover that because guess what? All of the self-care books and everything else in the world, all they are is band-aids on a problem that only Jesus Christ, yes, the King of Kings and Lord her. of Lords can fix. Yes. And we ask God that you would come into her life and that you would bring freedom from all of the things she struggles yes. with. Yes. Jake is also praying for Sage. She's going to a new school, so she'll have new friends and and adapting to a new environment. And Lord, you know how I moved around and uh, and oftentimes that's met with you're new. So we're, you are the subject of the bullies. And so Lord, I just speak protection over Sage. I said there would be a crew that she could run with, a crew that she could uh, feel like she is family with. And um, we asked that she would adapt to that new environment. God, I pray that, I pray that you would also just um, <clears throat> reveal yourself to Sage. I ask that you would just help her to know and her and feel your blessing and presence in her life. And God, I remember even as a kid that I had, I could, I could hear God talking to me and, um, his, and his drawing to me. And so God, I ask that for Sage, that no matter where she is, she feels that you are near. Uh, Marco is praying. He is praying for his family and for his ex-wife. He says that God would take care of her and bring her to his feet. And Lord, we reach out for salvation for Marco's ex-wife, for uh, her to come to know the living and interactive God who has eternal plans and blessings for her, Lord. Would you draw her 
And God, we pray for his family too. We pray for protection. Patrick is praying for those struggling with the anxiety and stress of prison, whether it be the family, whether it be the parole boards, and those who, as a result, are using. Lord, we ask that you would be intentional with these people, God. Give them resources and communities for them not to internalize all of this anxiety and stress, but that it would be able to come out and that people would be able to not keep it bottled in the dark, Lord, but let it come out into the light so that it can be dealt with uh, in a healthy way. Yeah, God, as I as I think about this for prayer requests, I understand what it's like to want to hide and to anesthetize and to run away from the things that you've you have put before us, from the struggles that maybe even this world has put before us. But yet, God, that's not who you called us to be. You didn't call us to be people that ran and people that hid. You didn't call us to be Jonah who tried to get a, a, a boat and run away from the tasks you put in front of us. Instead, you called us to be like David. You called us to be to stand in in front of Goliath and stare him down with the power of Jesus Christ so that our obedience would then inspire a nation to drive out the evils that face them and take the land that you had created them to have from the beginning of time. And so, God, I pray that you would give your power and your boldness to be able to to overcome and to press through this darkness, that you would give these people a power to deal with the evil they're facing, that you would awaken them to the fact that they can only fight this if they're fighting with the with the armor of God and with, with his truth and his righteousness at their back and with his power. I pray that in Jesus' name. Yeah. <clears throat> and lastly, I want to pray for my buddy, John. He's in Ohio. He uh, gave his life to the Lord about six months ago over in Ohio, Belmont. So John is trying to get moved up a floor where there's a little more freedom for him. And also he has relational issues with his dad and, and kind of desires that he would even visit him. So God, I ask that you would make amends with John and his dad, Lord, that his dad could even meet him in prison and and talk with him and rekindle some sort of relationship that's not <clears throat> based on success, failure, Lord, but but on a, a changed life and, and the future of that life, <clears throat> Lord. And we ask that he would be graced to have more freedoms in the prison. That's what I'm praying in Jesus' name. <clears throat> Travis, let's move over to you, my man. <clears throat> yes, sir. So we've got Joseph at the Clements Unit in Texas praying for his son, Josh, and Josh's family. He says, Josh is having a hard time and feels like God is actively against him. And uh, so, Lord, I just want to... Um, just want to quote your words to you uh, that in, in, in the scriptures, um, Paul writes, what then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? Mm-hmm. He who did not spare his own mm-hmm. son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also with him graciously give us all things? Mm-hmm. God, you are for us. Um, even the evil, Jesus, you said, in Luke chapter 6, that if we love our enemies and do good and lend, expecting nothing in return, our reward will be great, and we will be sons of the Most High, for He is kind mm-hmm. to the ungrateful and the evil. 
So be merciful, even as your father is merciful. So God, if you're merciful and you're even kind to the ungrateful and the evil, God, we, we trust you that these words are true. But God, you do say in, in, uh, in Peter, God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. And Peter says, humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that at the proper time, he may exalt you. So I, God, I ask that Josh would be able to cast all his anxieties onto you because you care for him. I pray he would be sober-minded and be watchful because his adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. So may Josh resist the devil, firm in his faith, knowing that the same kinds of suffering are being experienced by his brotherhood throughout the world. And God, after he has suffered a little while, would you, the God of all grace, who called him to your eternal glory in Christ, would you establish and restore and confirm and strengthen him. Mm-hmm. God, I pray that that if Josh doesn't know you or is wandering and not walking with you or if he's not walking um, in humility as he should, God, would you just draw him near? Mm-hmm. Would you have mercy and draw him near and walk with him, God, so that if he does mm-hmm. suffer according to your will, that he can entrust his soul to you, his faithful creator. So, Lord, whatever he's facing, Whatever is going on, God, I pray that you would just show him that you are here and that you are available. You stand ready to answer his prayers. You stand ready to walk with him, and you stand ready to restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish him. God, I pray all these things in Jesus' name. And God, I just really pray that sometimes it is so easy for Satan to trick us to think that the hard times are your fault and— when really it is him, really it's the decisions of other people, really it's just a broken world that has caused it. And so, God, I just pray that he, he would be able to see you in this. I pray, God, that you would give him the the faith to at least cry out to you for help mm-hmm. and that, Lord, you would come in that moment and show him your goodness and show him ways out and show him that you are the deliverer and that your promises to deliver are there and, and just God help him to be able to see the truth during this time and not to be led to believe lies because of the pain that he is going through. Yeah, Lord, I'm even reminded of my friend Patrick and how he didn't know who else to blame besides you because you were the only one there. He said, it doesn't feel right, but I just don't know what else to do. And so I was able to just ask for you to reveal to him the way that you want to be there for him as a father is for a son. When his son falls off a bike, when life happens. So Lord, I'm asking you in the same way that you revealed yourself to Patrick, God, would you go and reveal yourself to Josh in that same way that, that he will come to know that you were there with him through these times as a father to a son and not as a, as a petty kid with a magnifying glass burning ants, Lord. I ask that your name would, would be shown true to him in Jesus' name. Beck, let's move on to your prayer request. So, yeah, I have a request coming from Wayne in Clements, Texas. And so um, he, the, his request is that a Kairos weekend is coming up, and he wants to be able to be uh, selected as a part of, um, to be able to come to that. And so we're going to pray for him. 
Uh, God, I just pray that you would open the doors to allow Wayne to be able to uh, come to this Kairos weekend. I pray that you would uh, give him favor to be able to be a part of that. And there you'll be able to meet with him and, and help him to be able to uh, get a better sense of, of what the vision and what you have for him uh, at this time, that you would help him to be able to overcome um, more of the things that he is struggling with to become more like you and to be able to experience your power through uh, that weekend. And I pray, Father, that you would also bring Wayne to have access to even more disciple making and mm-hmm. uh, discipleship inside of the prison that he would be able to value that and lean into obedience with you during this time, God. And, and while no matter what happens, God, whether he's chosen for this weekend, you have chosen him to be able to get to, to have him as his son uh, and, and that you Lord have chosen him to be able to walk with you and to know how to communicate with you through your word and to obey you no matter what the situation is and that your Holy Spirit is always his inheritance through Christ Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, Lord, we ask that you would bring Wayne to a Kairos weekend, not for uh, the purpose of just attending an event or this, um, yeah, this event attend, a, that it wouldn't just be about attending the weekend lord but that it would be about becoming an inspiration to those that he will uh be around when he goes back into the cell and into the yards lord i ask that he would carry something from that that experience that would uh allow him to make disciples that would allow him to lead the way for others to grow stronger in prayer because uh wayne is now a strong person of prayer that other people would um, learn how to share testimonies about what God is doing in their life because Wayne is encountered in a way that he begins to share what's going on in his life with his friends and, and those just around him. And so, Lord, I ask that you would allow him to go to the next Kairos, but that it would be so that he could be a witness when he leaves in Jesus' name. Mm-hmm. Yeah, God, I want to jump in and say that that while he is at Kairos, I pray that you would speak through your word directly to his heart, that when he opened that and read that Mm -hmm. passage that he was that was put in front of him, that he's like, man, God meant this just for Mm -hmm. me. God brought me here just so I could read this so that he could change my life. And God, I pray that whatever that is that you put in front of him would bring him freedom from something he's been struggling with for a very, very long time. Amen. Amen. Yeah. And Beck, I know that you have one other thing to bring up. Yeah. So um, in San Diego, uh, just uh, I think it was last week, actually, uh, there was a agenda that was put forward by the county board supervisors and it was uh, called agenda 30 and it was to try to shut down the pregnancy centers in all of san diego and um one of the people on the board thinks that crisis pregnancy centers are fake and don't really help women of course we all know that is absolutely Mm. not true um but um oh 
lot of women and people came out to to share their testimonies of how they help women and give of their time and not get paid in order to be able to help them and their families. And so that initial vote did not go through. Uh, two voted for and two voted against, so it didn't go through. However, they're going to have to vote again and about this. And so what we would like to pray for is that it would not be able to go through, that God, again, would mobilize people to come out against this and that this will not only not be uh, would be shot down, but it will not be brought up again. And if anything, that this would somehow forward God's uh, agenda to be able to save uh, babies alive and to help families be able to choose life. And if you're listening in, in Texas, this is the kind of stuff that can happen anywhere. This is the type of stuff that yeah. is can happen uh, no matter where we are now. And so just let's all be praying together for um, these kind of things that can happen. Yeah, God, you care so much about the next generation, Father. And it's just a tactic I see in the Bible over and over. Satan trying to figure out ways to to kill babies, to, to sabotage next generation of of humans of of the people that you've created father so we just ask for this bill to to absolutely fall away we ask for people like beck said yeah to mobilize and come out and speak against this we ask that this type of bill wouldn't even be considered in jesus name god i would ask that this would even be a megaphone to show people how much that life matters and how much people who claim your name sacrifice of themselves to be able mm. to yes. uh, to help yeah. these families and these women that this would actually be something that goes back on satan or what he's trying to do and only give a further spotlight on what you're trying to do in order to be able to meet people where they are and and god i just ask that you would only spread the support and fame for the crisis pregnancy centers that are there and that you would only mobilize and catalyze the people in the churches and in the pews and in your and, and who call your name to be active and vocal and serving for this for the sake of these uh, families that are in crisis and uh, Father, I just pray uh, that whoever is on this su supervisor board that is has this heart, that I pray for their repentance, that as they listen to these women tell about their passion and their sacrifice for people, that they will repent fully of these particular things. But then if they do not, Lord, if they refuse to repent, I ask you to remove them from this board. I ask you to replace them with people who support life, who support the protection of babies, and that, God, this will never be something that is brought up again in San Diego County. You know, I was as I was praying and listening to your prayers, something that came to mind was a reminder of a, a story that one of my guys in my homeless center and recovery center um, uh, once shared with me, he said, you know, uh, he had spent a lot of time in in prison and he looked at me and he said, I can remember every abortion that that my girlfriends had. And now I'm in a place where I'll never be a dad. And and I can remember that 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 pain is borne by men as well. And so what my admonition is, it came to me as I was praying was that. 
those of you who are hearing this right now, you've been through a lot of stuff in your life. You've been through a lot of pain and God never wanted you to experience that. And the, and the enemy wanted to destroy you with that. But now you guys are experts in the tactics of the enemy that he uses to bring you down and destroy you. And you could turn those into prayers against the works of the enemy and against what he wants to do against this next generation. For, so for those of you listening who may have driven your, your girlfriend to get a uh, abortion or who found out that the girlfriend got an abortion without telling you, you know that pain. You understand what this does to families, what it does to people. And you can get on your knees right now and begin to pray against that. And that's the one of the tools, one of the weapons that God has given you to pray in a way that other people don't understand. You can pray for orphans. You can pray for kids in the foster care system. You can pray for people who've been addicted more and better than anyone else is looking from the outside in. And so I invite you right now. If you've been through that in your life, Satan wants the reason Satan wants to pile mm -hmm. you with guilt and shame is because he knows you you could take that pain and turn it as a tool against him and use it to fuel your your prayers right now. So join me and say, Father God, we want to see the end of abortion in yes. America. Yes. It is a heinous, terrible crime that you have hated since the moment that evil spoke it into being on this earth, the demonic influences that wanted to kill a generation because they knew that children bring hope and that when we kill babies, it changes us on the inside. And God, I just want to sit there and, and pray with my brothers who may have been through this kind of situation, that they would sit there and stand up and say no more. And they would join us in prayer and they would pray against this. And you would, as they're praying for the freedom of others and for the liberation of these chains that are binding our society, that they would to in turn also find freedom in the love of Jesus Christ and be able to stand as a testimony saying, I know this is wrong because I have hurt from this pain. And I want to declare to you that this is what is right and that they would call a generation to walk into that. I pray that in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Guys, we are heading out of here. It's been a pleasure. Please write to us with your prayer requests. Write to us your prayers for Tim. Write to us your celebrations. Mail them to Remember the Prisoner, P.O. Box 19321. Amarillo, Texas, 79114. And friends, don't forget that you are sanctified for a season, set apart for a purpose. And God's purpose for you in this time is an eternal purpose. That eternal purpose will be found in his word, in prayer, and in action. God bless you guys.